are back. We are back. And Alan, feels good to be back. It feels so good to be back, Daniel. Yeah, it's we been had, a while. Yeah, we, we had a little hiatus. Hiatus. And now we're back for season two, sophomore year. This is. I like how we didn't even think about that. Yeah, it's our sophomore. That year. was on the spot that he realized that two equals sophomore. Um, but this is officially season two. Yes, you're listening to the Sock and Shelf Pod season two premiere, and it feels great. Yeah, we have a, we're going to do a little NFL preview today. We're going to talk some fantasy football. We're going to talk some, some actual football. And uh, we have potentially our most exciting guest. And that may be a little controversial, but I said potentially because every guest is potentially our most so exciting So are you guest. saying this one wasn't special? No, it was definitely special. No, this one was definitely special. We, we had, had the pleasure, the pleasure of, of having, having Anthony Cowan Jr., of the Maryland Terrapins basketball team. He is the starting point guard, stud player, potential NBA player in the future. And um, most are saying he's going to be a first-team All-Big Ten player this year. Some sports journalists even predict him to be the next Russell Westbrook. Potentially. Like me. Like Alan. And uh, it was a blast having him on. And we hope you enjoy the interview. We now welcome to the pod Anthony Cowan. Anthony Cowan is the starting point guard for our Maryland Terrapins. Last year, he averaged 15.8 points a game and 5.1 assists per game. It was named third team All Big Ten. Um, coming out of high school, Cowan was the 62nd ranked recruit after starring for St. John's Catholic School of the WCAC. We're honored to have Anthony on the pod today. Welcome, Anthony. Uh, how you doing? Glad to be here. Good, good. So, um, first question. What has it been like to become the leader of this young team after being able to share that with Justin Jackson and Kevin Herter, who left for the NBA? What's it like taking that that responsibility so well? Right, uh, it's a little, it's a little different um, now. Being really, on, being one of the main voices. Uh, obviously, I one, I was one of the main voices sophomore year. I also felt like I was one of the main voices my freshman year. But now I just see a lot of the younger guys. Um, just looking up to me a little bit more, um, just really watching my moves. So I just have to make sure now that uh, I'm just doing my, doing the best thing for them, so they can say I can be the best example. That, yeah, that, that's awesome. Um, would you say Bruno looks up to you too, or he looks down? <laughs> <laughs> no, Bruno, actually, Bruno is actually coming into being one of the one of the, one of our best leaders as well. He's actually just he's definitely just coming out of his shell a little bit more, and definitely just. Um, just helping the younger guys as much as he can as well. Yeah, watching Bruno the past year, or last year, I guess, his raw talent is unbelievable. I think you guys on the court this year could have one of the best one-two punches in the in all of the NCAA. Um, what, what was this offseason like, knowing that you guys, or you especially, could have such a great season? Um, this offseason was just everyone just all... Not being being kind of selfish in terms of just everybody working on themselves and trying to better themselves for the team in terms of just working on their game and working on the in their individual games and seeing what they can bring to the table for all of us. So it was definitely just great to see. Is there is there a point guard in the Big Ten or or in college basketball you who you played against or looking forward to play against that kind of motivates you when you're working out? Who you want to go against that guy and kind of take it to him right. next season? Uh, really there's no one guy I could just single out um just because I, I really believe I'm 
just becoming one of the top guys in the in in the league and honestly in college basketball. So mm-hmm. I just gotta just make sure I I just always gotta play with the chip on my shoulder and just making sure that whenever I'm in the gym or in the weight room or working out wherever I'm just giving a hundred percent percent hundred and ten percent just for myself. Mm-hmm. So so you don't want to call out Carson Edwards right now. <laughs> <laughs> nah, none of that. None of that. Cassius Winston. Nah, none of that either. None of that. <laughs> All right. Maybe next time. Next time. I'll call him out. Carson Edwards. Anthony calls you out. <laughs> he has to come on the pod to respond now. That's how it works. <laughs> yeah. anyway, you're good. Um, who would you say is one guy in the NBA that you've always looked up to or modeled your game after? Uh, obviously, Isaiah Thomas uh, from just being on some kind of the smaller side. And, um, and just also John Wall. Just in terms of the tenacity he plays with, um, I feel like every time I just watch him, I just feel like he's just always going going at everybody. He doesn't care who it is. He's just competing at the highest level he possibly can. And um, just him being from this area, it's always just so easy for me to just always just watch him and just admire his game. So I'll probably sing about those two ones. And all, I think personally that your game reminds me of Russell Westbrook's a little. Um, maybe one day you'll get to – um, be one of the best players in the NBA. That'd be awesome for all of us. Yeah. But um, your games are really similar. The way you're always just pushing the pace and attacking, and the relentlessness, I think is is awesome. And I would right. love for you to make the league and be able to go up against Russ one on one. Right, right. No, that would definitely that would definitely be a dream come true. Um, obviously, the NBA is 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 far fresh right now. Right now, I'm just focusing on the best college season and how I can help my team to the best of our abilities this year. But uh, no, that would definitely be a dream for sure. So, uh, kind of taking a, a step back, when did you first realize you had this? Were going to be able to have this opportunity to play high major college basketball and have a have a play a big role for a team like Maryland? Right. Um, I probably say my freshman year of high school. Um, it, it was almost like a similar situation. Uh, it was already. A, a guard there that was pretty good and has been was holding the reins for a while and then um, I came in and I started right next to him similar to similar to how me and Melo was um, and and I just I just remember that year just just not being as confident as I wish I was and just not knowing um, not knowing how good I could be and uh, and then I just saw myself just getting just getting better and better and each game just feeling like I'm, I'm doing I'm doing a really good job on the opposing point guard is just doing good on the opposing team, doing better than the opposing team guard. Um, then I just saw myself just growing as a player. And, uh, mm-hmm. Then I started getting a, getting a little bit of interest. And then as soon as you know, a couple years down the road, I'm starting point guard from Merlin at, what, 19 years old. So mm-hmm. it's crazy. Yeah. So um, you, you mentioned Melo. And um, what are some things you learned from Melo that right. helped you in – kind of taking this leadership role that you have now and also as a point guard right uh with Melo, he, he he was just a, when i first got here um i just just looked up to him so much and uh, i just saw the saw little things he would do uh Melo would work out at 6 a.m and then come out come come back and have a have another great practice so i just just work ethic i would think um just always trying to just push yourself a little bit more um just getting out of your comfort zone that's what I. That's what I take from Melo probably the most, just his work ethic. That yeah, uh, that's great. And uh, to lighten it up a little for a minute, um, do you play Fortnite? Uh, <laughs> a little bit. My teammates are more into it. We actually just got our first uh, squad victory. 
Oh, that's great. <laughs> two, ni- two nights ago, so yeah, we. I'm into it a little bit. Who's the best? Who the best? Uh, one of the freshmen on our team. Uh, you'll, you'll get to know him, Sorrell. He's probably one of the best players on Fortnite areas. Kevin was also really good, but we all know he he abandoned me. So, <laughs> <laughs> how, how do you feel about that? Is it kind of mixed feelings, or is it just all positivity? Oh no, it's, it's just me being super happy for him. Um, he, I mean, obviously Kevin is—he'll always just be one of my bestest friends. But mm-hmm. no, nah, he—he saw his opportunity and he had to take it. And I'm just—I couldn't be more happy for him. Him and Justin. Right. Going through the season with them last year, did you think it ever crossed Kevin's mind that he could be a, a mid-first-round pick? Kind of, sort of. Uh, we kind of talked about it um, during the years. We both had pretty good years, and we was talking about maybe, maybe trying to trying to go to the next level. But it never really. I never really thought he was. We was actually serious about it. Um, and then obviously it happened, and it just went by so fast. And then he's the, well, I think the nineteenth pick in the draft. And, uh, yeah, and the rest is history. So um, throughout the year, what, what's the kind of is, – is there a lot of talk about kind of NBA stuff or is it mo- – are you guys like stay very grounded in the season? You yeah, know? no, no I, think, I think we make it a priority just to stay grounded in the season. Um, we put so much work in the off season and in the spring to, to, to think about anything other than just trying to win and trying to do whatever we need to do to help our, to help our team win as, as the best we can. So um, – being you know being a college basketball player it seems like it's a lot of fun you get to go travel and stuff but a lot of people probably don't realize that it's it's very tough i'm sure to be a student athlete emphasis on also being a student what are some things that you've kind of figured out over the years about what makes it so tough and what are some things you do to kind of take the pressure off yourself right um biggest thing that i had to I had to change um coming into college was time management um I'm the one that loves to be in the gym 24 seven. Um, and then coming to college, I realized that, even though I love to be in the gym, I also have a five page paper due at midnight. So, so for me, it would just have to be trying to just balance off both. And, um, I, I think I'm getting better as I get older. Um, but I think that was the, one of the biggest challenges, um, before I got to college. Do you ever think about just going to the Apple gym and balling on everyone? <laughs> we actually, uh, my freshman after after the season, we actually did that, and it was a lot of fun just seeing all the students so hype up to play against us, and yeah. it's, we're we all playing, and there's people running up the windows to, to watch us play, so it's always fun. So yeah. hopefully, I get another opportunity to go do that. It, uh, do, you, do you you guys must get pretty nervous for that, right? I, I would uh, think so. Nah, no, nah. <laughs> it's not. It's not like Michigan going up against. Going up against the five eleven. It was just a lot of fun. It was yeah. a lot of fun to go in and interact with the other students. Mm-hmm. So um, just let us know and we'll be there. Okay. <laughs> are there any guys like you've ever seen playing around campus or anything that you're like, this guy could come off the bench for us. He could help us out. Uh, maybe one or two. Uh, I remember one of them guys actually being really athletic and doing these crazy dunks. But uh, that that, that must have been Daniel. That was me. That was me. <laughs> he got me. He's five foot eight. I'm five eight. But five eight, eight, that means something. Five eight and three quarters. <laughs> so I can get up a little bit. And um, with football around the corner tomorrow night, is um, do you have a favorite team? Are you a big NFL fan? Uh, not really a big NFL team since the. Uh, I was, uh, my dad's a huge Redskins fan, so I'll sit down and watch games with him sometimes. But I'm, I've never really been a big NFL fan. 
So, um, what's your favorite sport besides basketball? You know, you, you know, maybe not football, but baseball, something else, hockey. Uh, uh, my my second favorite would definitely have to be football. I just I played it for for mm-hmm. my basically ever since I was younger. I was all, I was always told I was better in football than basketball, mm-hmm. so it was that was always just my my second favorite. What, what position did you play? I played anything: running back, quarterback, cornerback, football player, football player, yeah, exactly. football player. <laughs> So um, you talked a little bit about your time at St. John's. What, what about the WCAC kind of prepared you for the Big Ten in that, you know, it's known as one of the toughest high school conferences, teams like DeMatha, you guys, Gonzaga, players like Markel Fultz came from there. What about the WCAC? Who's, that? Who's Markel? Markel Fultz? We're on the phone with the better point guard. Yeah. Again, yeah. that's not you saying wow. it. That's us saying it. <laughs> so, Anthony, I can't believe you said you're better than Markel. Wow. <laughs> no, not at all. Not oh, my God. <laughs> Hot take. Um, but, but but uh just WCAC, just how uh competitive it is, just like you said, how one night you can play, be playing Markel, the other night you can be playing Chris Likes who's mm-hmm. at Miami right now killing it. Or you can be playing VJ King who's also a McDonalds All American now Louisville killing it. Um so just how competitive it was, uh just be able to play top players night in and night out, I think it's big time and just get you ready for college because as you know when you get in the league play, you're you're playing against another top playing guard that's that wants to win as badly as you do, so you just have to try to bring it every night. Yeah, and um, just to wrap it up, we'll ask one more question. Uh, in your eyes, what do you think the ceiling is for the Maryland basketball team this year? Say, say it one more time. What do you think the ceiling is for Maryland basketball team this right. year? Um, I don't think it has a ceiling. Um, I think we can go as far as we want. Um, I think we just just have to make sure we. We, we, we just give give it ultimate effort day in and day out, uh, which we already started doing in the workouts. And I can just see with the new group, the younger guys that we have, uh, they just they, they're very hungry. And uh, I think that 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 brings a lot of load to a team when you know your younger guys is, wants it as bad as the older guys does. And they understand they understand how college basketball works. So um, I don't think we have a seven. I think as long as we just keep working hard, um, obviously listen to Coach Turgeon and the, and the coaching staff and. Um, and just and just play through adversity. I think that'll also be a big part, and just just being confident and staying and staying happy. I think that'll be the biggest thing. Well, we'll be rooting for you, man. Oh, uh, thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for coming on, Anthony. This was awesome. Oh, yeah. Good luck this uh, year. A lot of fun. Thank you for having me. Our pleasure. Have a good one. That was awesome. Awesome was an understatement. That was, I mean, for me as a Terrapins fan, that was so cool. Just to talk to, you know, a guy I've been watching for years and been, you know, well, once he committed to Maryland, I'd be keeping tabs on him throughout high school. Not in a stalker way. Like, just in like a, no one was thinking that until I said it, right? <laughs> so, I don't think so. So, not in a stalker It's like, wait, wait, no. I'll instant replay of what just happened. Like, um... Like, I've been a LeBron fan. Not in a stalker way. <laughs> no, not in a stalker way. Just, you know, be keeping tabs. Because like, he's a Maryland recruit. He's a Maryland guy. You know, he's, he's in the local newspaper because, you know, his games are local. So I would keep track of how he's doing to see how what Maryland was getting. And uh, Maryland definitely got a good one. And uh, we are, we are very happy and appreciative that he uh, took the time out to come on the pod. And obviously, he's welcome back anytime. Mm-hmm. Any, anytime. And 
just to make a second correlation between Anthony Cowan and LeBron, LeBron yeah. was also a hometown guy. That's true. That's true. Anthony Cowan equals LeBron. Boom. Maybe not yet. Maybe not yet. A couple weeks. Yeah. I'll be there. Give him a, give him a couple weeks. Um, speaking of a couple weeks, let's see where this transition goes. Yeah, I don't know where you're going with this. <laughs> Screw it. Screw the transition. Guys, we have some exciting news to announce. Yes, we do. The Sock and Shoff Pod has officially their first sponsor. B school tutoring. If you, if you or a friend need a tutor in Maryland, and they'll be national soon, don't worry. Yeah. But in Maryland, reach out to Mo Ali and his guys at B school tutoring. Yes, his real name is Mo Ali. He didn't change it just to become a sponsor for the podcast. Yeah, it's not a sports like he's not pandering to the sports crowd. Maybe maybe he's maybe he's just that good of a businessman. But but that's actually his name though. Yeah, and I have used their services multiple times. Hence the reason the advertisement is here. Right. He mows amazing. Brings so much heat, energy, and he also has a great team of guys. Shout out to Joe if you're listening. And uh, Alan, you mentioned heat. What do you mean when you say he brings heat? Tutoring heat. Did I stump you? If you want accounting to be exciting, he's your guy. Exactly. Okay, so you got your accounts payable, right? And then you know what happens when you got your accounts payable? Wait, what happens? Wait, you're telling me your accounting professor doesn't speak like that? No, he doesn't. That's way too exciting for a kid. Yeah? No, so this guy can make anything exciting. Um, If you guys want his number, DM me or Daniel. We'll get all official and say, like, we'll give you a link eventually and say, like, use code word podcast. Yeah, <laughs> use code word sock. Sock. S-O-C. Not K. No, no That's K. his other guy. No K. But, um, yeah, shout out to Mo and his boys. Send me a message if interested. So, uh, back to sports. People tell us we should stick to sports and we say no. We're going to talk about accounting. Daniel, you know what I tell people? What do you tell people, Alan? This is a podcast about life through sports. Life through sports. Sometimes you got to work hard. Exactly. Speaking of working hard, it's been a crazy week, few weeks in sports. That's true. We, we've missed it and we've sorry we haven't been able to give over our, our words of sports in, uh, in this time of, of intense sports. I don't know if that sentence made sense, but we'll just roll with it. It's all good. Yeah. Daniel. NFL season starts tomorrow night. Tomorrow night. The Eagles Falcons versus the Falcons. The Eagles. And um, as a Giants fan, I don't like the Eagles very much. Hot take. I don't like the Eagles. Um, I think the Falcons are going to crush them. Hot take. We'll hold you to that. Yeah. And if they don't, well, then I'll be wrong. But that's okay. That's okay. And uh, yeah, I, I have Julio Jones and Matt Ryan on my fantasy team. So I hope it's like 45 to 7. So Four touchdowns for Julio. You forgot the bias part. You're saying that... I'm biased? Yeah. I'm biased. You think they're going to crush him because you got your boys. Yeah, and I have no Eagles, so what are, what are you saying? That you don't like the Eagles. I don't. Why don't you start off with that? I said I did start off I with know. that. I know, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Hey, go Giants. Giants win the Super Bowl. Not biased. Um. So, Daniel, thank you for asking me about the Browns. No um, Alan, if I didn't ask you about the Browns, I don't think you'd bring up the Browns. Never. If, I, if I'm being honest. It's just crazy to think that Sunday's the day. Where um, you beat the Le'Veon bell with Steelers. Maybe Le'Veon didn't hear the bell. Oh? That the Browns are back? That there's a game on Sunday. Oh, well, he definitely but, didn't. What are your thoughts about that whole contract situation? Um, I don't know. I feel like um, reports came out today that um, 
his teammates, especially the O-line, were very upset with him, just that he's not being clear with them about what he's doing. And I understand that you want to maintain leverage in this situation, but at the same time, you know, I feel that a big part of sports, you know, yes, it's a business. Yes, you want to make money. Yes, you want to maximize your value. But at the same time, you know, you play for your teammates, especially in a game like football where guys are putting their bodies out on the line, especially the O-line. Exactly. You know, like they're, 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 you know, they're working really hard to get holes for Le'Veon Bell. And Le'Veon Bell's like, I'm going to try to maximize my value. They're like, well, we have value too, and we want you running behind us, or at least tell us what's going on so we can have a little bit of clarity over who's, who our running back's going to be. Right. And, and they're aligned. It's not a bunch of scrubs. It's Pro Bowl guys. Marquise Pouncey. David DeCastro. Right. They used to have Chris Hubbard, who was almost a Brown. I think he is that, a Brown. That's huge. Like, almost a Brown. No, huge. Remember that time where, like... Like, we almost beat John Elway? No. <laughs> Too soon. Too soon? In the, <laughs> in the 1980s. No, but it was either Hubbard or Stevenson. Um, I don't remember which one. They got hurt. Guys, Alan's doing this off his head. He's like, the Browns encyclopedia of knowledge. It's like a very sad encyclopedia. I'm, I'm being mean. I don't know why. No, like, no, no. I respect it. Like, it I respect is, it so fa- much. Factually, it's, it's sad. Factually, it's sad, but it's very impressive that Alan's got this. You know what my, my boy and I were talking about today? How bad one in thirty-one is over the past two years? It's definitely not good. No, no, like. But if you think I don't about think it, one in thirty-one. Like, that means thirty-two weeks in the past. What people don't realize is, in between games, there's a week off to prepare for the next game. No, but we get our hopes up. I don't know why. You got it. Yeah, you can't let that. Like, now I understand. Like you have Jarvis Landry, you have Josh Gordon, who's also on my fantasy team. Go team, Shaf. Um, by the way, guys, Allen's also in this league. So, um, oh, you know, if you want to tweet who you think is going to win the who you think is going to do better, Allen, me or Allen, just let you know. I'm just going to read my 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 top three players: Aaron Rodgers, Odell Beckham, Julio Jones. Just I'll leave that. I'll leave big that name, that. big name, big name. I want substance. There, there, there's a big name for a reason because they put up numbers. Right. What were Julio's numbers last year? Good. He had a like 1,400 receiving yards and three touchdowns. Yeah, touchdowns are not that important this week. Think about yards. 60 yards. Touchdowns are huge, Daniel. They're not. How many receptions did you have? 81, 44, 6? I'm about to show off. That's 180. That's about 204 (laughs) fantasy points. That was in his head. That's impressive. That's in a half PPR league. That's about 200 fantasy points. Yeah, that's good. That's good. That's not great. That's substance, though. So you're like, oh, well, I have a... Who do you have again? I don't even remember. You think I remember? <laughs> Alvin Kamara, Dalvin Cook. Hey, Dalvin Cook, you're talking about okay. give me, give name me. over Valley. He hasn't okay. paid. Great. No get, offense, obviously. If Dalvin's listening. You know, we really hope for Dalvin's health. And, you know, we hope you come back stronger than you were before from your torn ACL. And Let's say Dalvin gets me 1,500 yards. Fine, 1,300. Okay, 1,500. That's a, that's a he big was un, if he I, gets If he gets 1,300 yards, uh-huh. five touchdowns on the ground. And then 40 receptions, 300 receiving yards, and three touchdowns. You talk for a minute while I calculate that. So, fantasy football is a game where you um, ha- you draft real players, but you kind of assemble them into your fantasy team. They don't actually play together, but they just kind of come up with points. Like You, you, you calculate their points, and the total points, you compete against another player. According you know, to my statistics, so- um, Julio Jones outscored... Um, Dalvin Cook by a couple points. Yes. I really hope I'm wrong. 
Because <laughs> then there goes my whole point. So basically, Daniel's team is better, and um, you know maybe we'll post a poll that will get like two votes. But you know if they're both for me, I'll be happy. Hundred um, percent. Back to some substance. Yeah. Everything substance. Unlike Alan's fantasy team. Oh. I think goodness. Khalil. I'm not going to acknowledge that, but by saying that, I just acknowledged it. Yeah. Um. Oh, we forgot about that trade. I know. I was just bringing oh, bring it up. Bring it up. Bring it up. Khalil Mack. Yeah. That I think is a big part behind why Le'Veon Bell is still holding out. Because of the big defensive contracts, Aaron Donald, Khalil Mack, you know, in the upper, like mid to upper hundreds, hundred millions. Right. Sorry. That. Right. You're good. And, but I'm saying it's the same situation, guys that have been holding out, and you see that he can get paid, and it sounds like he's not happy in Pittsburgh anymore. It sounds like weird vibes are going on there. Right, but I feel like he's kind of been the cause of those, of those weird vibes. Um, ben Roethlisberger, Todd Haley. That's been a thing. Todd Haley's gone after their offense has been unbelievably successful for years. Mm-hmm. There's, there's weird vibes going on. Weird vibes. And I think I think the Steelers on paper have a team that can make a lot of noise in the AFC this year and in the league, but at the end of the day when there's turmoil, not much is gonna happen. Now, so that's that's gonna be an interesting storyline. How much follow. value does Antonio Brown have now, especially in fantasy? Hundred and seventy receptions, two thousand five hundred yards. You know the crazy thing? Fifty four touchdowns. <laughs> Guys, that's not an exaggeration. If he's available in your league, if Antonio Brown's available, pick him up, okay? Come on. Big, big sleeper. And change fantasy leagues. Big value. Big value. You probably will win your league. Okay. Of course. Um, Daniel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are we just we talk about football? Yeah. All right. Let's hop into it. Alan, do you like the Browns? Love the Browns. Well, they were on Hard Knocks this year. What are your thoughts? Hard Knocks just ended. What are your thoughts on the team? As you saw them through Hard Knocks, as you know the personnel, are you more enthusiastic after Hard Knocks? Are you kind of concerned after some of the things you saw in Hard Knocks? What are your thoughts? Uh, so I, great question. Um, the, they are still young, and you see there are so many problems that are still there, different than I think expected. Um, but there's a lot of optimism, a lot of talent. Just emphasizing winning, 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 winning. 53% of the team is different this year. Mm-hmm. That's like 28 new players or 29 new players. Mm-hmm. That means they got rid of half the guys. And Hugh Jackson said it straight at the end of Hard Knocks. He said, if you're not getting the job done, you're gone. Like, this is your job on the line. You're here for one job and one job only, and that's to get wins. And that's what Cleveland Browns do. And it's weird to hear Hugh Jackson say that when he hasn't done that. (laughs) But if he's like, okay, according to that statistic, right, Cleveland Browns, we get wins. He should be gone. If if you don't get it done, you're gone. Every single player should – oh, Hugh Jackson should be gone. Hugh Jackson should be gone. Every player should be gone. No. Besides besides John Dorsey, who I know is is the GM. But I love John Dorsey. Yeah, he's awesome. He wears sweater vests outside, like full, not even sweater vests, full sweaters over a collared shirt in like 90 degree weather teaching receiver drills. Amazing. He's the GM. You know the best. Alan, um, you kind of have his voice, by the way. Really? You kind of have a John Dorsey voice. Soothing? Like, it was very deep and like, you know, mm. you command a room. Love. You know, one great thing about Hard Knocks that I think you liked? You see the little dog walking around the facility. 
Browns kind of have this dog just floating around the facility. Mm-hmm. You want to hear my theory? What? The ghost of Paul Brown. That's an interesting theory. I don't know about that. I don't know if we want to get into whole you know ghost talk on the pod. Stick to sports. Why? Usually it's about politics for us. Guys, like... we're changing up the pod. <laughs> Talk about ghosts. Maybe I need some B school tutoring to keep me in line. Yeah, B school tutoring. You know, no, we're not going. To. <laughs> <laughs> um, Daniel, mm-hmm. why don't we do? Why don't we touch on baseball a little bit before we go back into football? I'm down. Amazing. There have been some huge names traded. Yeah. In baseball, the past couple weeks, few weeks. What are your thoughts? Anything that really sticks out to you? Um. I think Josh Don- Josh Donaldson going to your Indians. That's yeah, big. He's huge. in the minors now, but you know he's playing. He's rehabbing. He'll he'll be good for them because their lineup is now crazy good. You know Lindor, Ramirez, Donaldson, Brantley, other players, Alonzo, um, and Carnacion. Not Carlos Santana. Oh. Um, <laughs> Pat Burrell. No, he, he, was, he was on the Phillies. He was never on the The Jim Tomey. What what really excites me about the Donaldson. Um, acquisition mm-hmm. is right now Donaldson goes to third Ramirez will go to second Kipnis right. who's been having an atrocious season I'll say it how it is he's hitting in the mid 220s um, so 225 yeah I think it's yeah okay <laughs> so he's hitting he's not well you know. moral of the story they're thinking about having him compete to play center field but I do want to give credit where credit's due Kipnis has been absolutely hot the past couple weeks Mm -hmm. and that is an unbelievably encouraging sign and if he can play a good center field that's an awesome left-handed bat to be in your seven hole right eight hole right maybe even have him at nine as Mm -hmm. a pseudo leadoff guy kind of the second leadoff hitter 100 percent so that that's something great to see, and your Yankees made big move. Mm-hmm. McCutcheon. No, I'm not even. That's not what I'm talking about. No. McCutcheon Voigt. is not our biggest acquisition. It's Luke Voigt. Who? Luke Voigt. Who? The best power hitter in baseball right now. He had a bomb last night and unleashed a vicious bat flip against the A's to get us the win. Um, I'm a big Luke Voigt fan. If you don't know who he is, look him up. Watch some of his home runs. It's fun to watch. He gets very excited. And what I like most is that he's. He's bringing enthusiasm back to the Yankees. The Yankees kind of looked flat for a while, and now they're kind of looking more enthusiastic, along with uh, Miguel and Duhar, who win Rookie of the Year. And um, I want to pivot from that to uh, another Rookie of the Year candidate with some sad news. Shohei Otani, oh. the Angels star, um, just oh, found hey out. Oh, Shohei. Oh, hey, Shohei. Um, yeah, he uh, he needs, I was about to say he tore his ACL. That's not right. Yeah, he tore his he ACL tore, for a pitcher. He tore his UCL. Which is the uh, pitcher's ACL. Ulnar collateral ligament. Nice. Ulnar collateral collateral ligament. Um, And he will be requiring Tommy John surgery. And um, probably be out for the year. He was a lot of fun to watch. We had a segment named after him. So, um, sad news. You know how many... You know who was the most recent guy before Shohei to have like 100 innings pitched and 10 home runs or something like that? Is it uh, Babe Ruth? Yes, nineteen nineteen. So maybe Shohei will just tran- just transition to becoming only a hitter. If we're following those parallels, I actually think that's what's going to happen. That Shohei will become one of the best. I think Shohei. Time. I don't know about that, but I think he will transition to being only a hitter. Okay. Even though like, he came in as a better pitching prospect than hitting prospect, I think he's had too many arm problems to um, keep this up. Especially in Japan, they throw. 
Um, a lot of pitches. They throw there. a lot of pitches. I think he had a game. Maybe this was Tanaka before he came over, where he threw like two hundred pitches yeah. in a game, just like whatever. Oh no, I think it was Shohei, and he pitched or Tanaka. I don't remember. It, it, I remember reading about one of them before they came over, how they threw like a hundred, like one hundred thirty pitches, and then threw like sixty pitches in relief the next day to win the championship, which is nuts. Um, sounds like Little League. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, Little League. They don't let you do that. We have to talk about the Little League World Series. Okay, ask me what my name is. What's your name? Big Al. What do you like to do? I hit dingers. <laughs> and the thing is, he wasn't even in the the Little League World Series. What? He didn't make it. They lost in the regionals. Oh. Big Al. Guess so, what? What? Back in my day, I did hit some dingers. So did hit some dingers. To me That's true. true. I was more of a singles doubles guy. If uh, and in Dan my career, doesn't hit dingers. The, the theory was Allen would never hit a double. Um, single. Or home run. <laughs> single home run. Running to Walk, second. strike out, single home run. Yeah. And... Adam Dunn with singles. By the way, Daniel, ask me who has the most home runs in the league. Who has the most home runs in the league? Chris Davis. Correct. Your brain instantly jumps to Baltimore. No. Not I... you. But it. when I heard Chris Davis, I'm like, no, it's not. I'm like, oh my God, with a K. Yeah. Chris Davis of Oakland. And speaking of Oakland, they've been on the right. I don't know what's up with them. Moneyball, baby. They're scaring me because the Yankees are going to have to play them in the wild card game probably. And um, I don't know. We're playing them right now. You know what's uh, ironic? I'm kind of nervous about it because I feel like that would be a game the Yankees would lose. Like Matt Chapman, who's a stud, by the way, at third base, would just hit like a two-run homer like in the eighth or something against like Zach Britton or something. You You know what's ironic? That'd be a shame. Sorry to be a downer. What's ironic? What's ironic? That the Oakland Athletics... I forgot, by the way. That's why oh, I asked it again. Oh, you were reminded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's okay. Oakland Athletics, they're team Moneyball, right? Yeah. They didn't Moneyball the best, though. Astros did it better than them. What do you mean? As, when the A's have had some wild card runs here and there, but they haven't been a force. The team that pioneered analytics into baseball, that it's now everywhere... They haven't even done a great job with it. They have done a great job with it because you have to think about what they what what they've been doing it with. Houston is a much bigger market than Oakland, and the the A's consistently have the lowest payroll in baseball, and they've still been able to like they're competing with the Yankees. They're up there with the Yankees. You know, they're up there with they're competing with the Red Sox. They're competing with all these top major market teams, and they're beating them. So it's a shortcoming of the owner. If you if you if you look at their starting if you look at their starting. A third lowest payroll. Um, if you look at their starting pitching, Edwin Jackson, Brett Anderson, Trevor Cahill. This is not 2011. These are the guys who are playing for them right now. They've identified value, and they've been able to win with it, which is crazy. Third lowest payroll in baseball, like fourth best record in baseball. That doesn't make sense. That doesn't happen. Yeah, if you look at where impressive. the Astros are, the Astros have the ninth highest payroll in baseball. And, but an $80 million difference. Eighty, yeah, eighty, 80 million dollars more in than one season. That's three stars. Yeah, that's three stars. That's a lot. I know. That's big. That's a very good point. That's yeah. Verlander. That's I don't know how much they're paying Correa right now. Ver, I, don't, I don't know. Verlander and and I you I think I think their other guys are still on rookie deals or minor league deal. Like Correa, I don't know if they paid him yet. We'll see. We'll have to ask our um our resident artist, um, graphic designer Alex Gelman and huge Astros fan. Um, the contract situation. So, um, yes. Alex, let us know. If you're listening, we'll know if you listen. 
by um, if you text us, you have three days. To text us the answer. If you don't, if, if you don't text us, maybe we'll get a new logo. No, yeah. I'm kidding. That's not true. But we'll, 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 we 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 have no one to make it for us. Yeah, <laughs> we'll ask you to make us a new logo, even though we like this one a lot. It's awesome. And but we're but respond, respond. Okay, no big deal, no pressure, but respond. Daniel, why don't we move into our new segment? Yeah, we should do a new segment, and then and then I think we swing around. And we do some uh, way too early MVP picks for football, rookie of the year, offense, defense, defensive player of the year, and then, you know, the all important sock and shop pod preseason Super Bowl prediction. Love that. Yes. Um, Love to see that, hate to see that. That is our new segment. Love to see that, hate to see that. It's a phrase. Some people know, some people don't. All of you will know. Some people love to see it, some people hate to see it. And you know what? That's okay. That's okay. But, Alan, let's get it started. What was your love to see that moment of the week? For those of you that were watching Hard Knocks, Todd Haley was – the Browns had a football player named – Emphasis had a football player. He got cut, picked up by Tampa Bay. Wait, they cut cut him? Spoiler alert if you haven't watched. No. Not Kajus. No, they cut him too. You you saw that? I know I knew he got cut. Okay, good. And Nate Orchard. Really? They and, cut everyone? And Brogan Roback. I had a feeling they cut him. <laughs> okay, this is a private conversation. This this should be this is more of an off air conversation, but that's okay. Um But that's okay. So he, he uh, Todd Haley's like to Carl Nassib. Like, who the heck names their kid Carl? Who's like, hey cute baby, I'm gonna name you Carl. So that's been a reoccurring theme throughout the episodes. And during a preseason game in Detroit, they had a baby on the screen. And Todd Haley, like, turns around the Browns offensive coordinator to someone on the team. He's like, hey, look, it's baby Carl. <laughs> That's why I love to see that. You love to see that. Okay, my turn. So um, this is more, you know, not on HBO. This is something I saw on Twitter. Um, so what HBO wants to be. Exactly. So I uh, I follow Cespedes Family Barbecue on Twitter. It's a good follow. Uh, you know, big baseball guys. They work where's, for MLB.com. Where's Cespedes? Cespedes? He's hurt. Oh, what team? Mets? Mets. 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 Yeah. Okay, cool. So um, they uh, talk a lot about this guy named Ben Hill. Ben Hill, he made it his mission to go to every single minor league baseball stadium. Oh. And yesterday he finished over 160 stadiums across the country. And that's just awesome. We love to see that. So, or you hate to see that. No. Who could hate to see that? Damn, He's meeting lot. people around the country who just love baseball, coming together through baseball. Okay, He's found 160 Field of Dreams. We love to see that. Right, That should be the name of the book. 160 Field Maybe of we'll Dreams. Maybe we have to reach out to him. I don't know. Maybe we should have him on That's the pod. That's that good. Maybe we should have him on the pod. I think that would be cool. Yeah. We'll see. Okay, Alan. Um, now to tone things down a little bit. Can, can I change the name of the Hate to See That? Yeah, you can do it. Let's change it top, but that's okay. Okay, so like, hate to see that's kind of negative. Yeah. Hey, even though this happened, that's okay. Everyone can bounce We're back. Human. Everyone can bounce back. My, but that's okay. Moment of the week: Todd Haley again, my favorite. Talking to Browns defensive coordinator Greg Williams. Todd Haley's like, Greg, I didn't realize you have nothing outside of this. That's kind of like, dark. But... Like, like you really have nothing. And everyone's like, whoa. And then Greg's like, 
I see my granddaughters every once in a while. So my but that's okay of the week is you see your granddaughters. Hey, hey that's great. That, that's, that's great. You love to see that. You love to see that and the but that's okay with them. That is, he that's okay. He's dedicated he, to his job. He didn't deny it. That's the thing. That's why that's, he was a but that's okay. Yeah. He didn't deny it. All right. So um, I'll get better at that. Yeah, it's okay. It's, hey, that's, that's, that's okay. okay. My but that no. Uh, <laughs> my but that's okay of the week is actually not. Um, I actually had a second left to see that. Um, I remember this while we were planning. We do prep. We put in the work. So, but that's okay was a fail, but we'll get better at no, it. No, my but that's okay of the week is um, Alan's but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> and um, my second love to see that is um, I saw these this thing popped up on my feed. So there's this new movie coming out called Jack Ryan Shadow Recruit uh, starring uh, John Krasinski. Is it a movie or a TV show? TV show, I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, TV show on Amazon Prime. Shout out to Amazon. We're, we're um, fans of your services. And um, where was I? I was okay, Amazon, right? So uh, Jack Ryan Shadow Recruit. It's a new show coming out starring John Krasinski. Also of The Office. So um, Funny or Die, which is a, uh, a YouTube channel media company. They uh, comedy media company. They uh, posted a, uh, a mashup of it called Jim Ryan Shadow Recruit. Where Jim from The Office combined <laughs> with Jack Ryan from Jack Ryan were... Um, like working to stop Dwight from the office from taking over the world. And it was like, it took four minutes. You should check it out. Funny or Die on YouTube. It's awesome. I watched it like three times. They time it perfectly with the music. It's, I watched it yesterday, so it's only been like one day. So um, they time it perfectly so with the music. Correct. Where like you see like Dwight doing something kind of creepy, but like that makes sense in the context of the show, but doesn't make sense when you put like ominous music. It, it's awesome. You should check it out. By the way, that's all I got. Ominous. Ominous is a good word. That was impressive. I try my best. Yeah, um, whatever. No big deal. No big deal. And, and Stay in school, kids. Daniel. Yeah. Can we talk Super Bowl prediction? Let's do it. I think we should lead up to that. Okay? Okay. First, I'm going to name my prediction for Offensive Rookie of the Year in the NFL. Ready for it? Ready? Yeah. From the University of Maryland. Wide receiver for the Carolina Panthers. DJ Moore. I wish I could agree with you. Okay. Tell I me. just really don't agree. Let's go. Argue. Bring it. I think Devin Funches is not that good. I think DJ Moore emerges. No offense, Devin Funches. Um, DJ Moore will emerge as the number one option for Cam Newton, and they'll have a bounce back here. You just haven't game. seen, you haven't heard that much out of him. So what? Burst on the scene. Do you hear that much about Odell, his rookie year? No, because no. he was hurt. But right. in the beginning. But At the like, end, I remember what he did to my fantasy team of the championship. Did he, did he beat you? Three touchdowns, I think. Would that make sense? <laughs> I think I remember that. Yeah, that was good. Good times. Oh, that was rough. Okay. Um, you you you're going against me. What's your pick? You didn't give me time to think about it. Um, offensive rookie of the year. I got Royce Freeman in fantasy. That'd be nice, but I will go with Saquon Barkley. Oh my god, I forgot about Saquon Barkley on my favorite football team. That's so awkward. I was thinking. Baker like, Mayfield, Nick Chubb. I forgot all the quarterbacks. Oh, can I take mine back? Nope. I'm not gonna go say. Sam Quan, Darnold could do no, it. No, I'm kidding. I'm I'm sticking with DJ Moore. I'm Saquon. I'm sticking with. How did I forget Saquon? Saquon, I'm so sorry. Um, guys, I'm a Giants fan. This is embarrassing. Like, it's okay. Like I talk about Saquon even when we're not talking about Saquon. Like on the pod, like five months ago. Okay, next time. Okay. That's okay, dude. Oh, I, I feel terrible about this. Okay, we'll move on. I don't think Saquon will forgive you. Sa- Saquon feels like a forgiving kind of guy. Yeah, I don't he's, know. He's nice. All right. 
Um, Defensive rookie of the year. It's on you. Give me one second. I Can I do my pick first? Draft. Yeah. I Can I do my pick that. first because I feel like you would take it because like, he's like... Yeah. Okay, he's on the Bears. He went to Georgia. Flies around the field. Roquan Smith. Can you give me some of the names of the top guys that were drafted? I'm going... Thank God I'm going blank on um, the draft. First time a Browns fan. Oh. Denzel Ward. Denzel Ward. Was a, yeah. Fine. So, yeah. That's my answer. Browns. Perfect. Okay. I'm not Time for uh, Defensive Player of the Year. Miles Garrett. I actually... Miles Garrett. That. Wow. Yeah. No Browns bias here, guys. No. The, the Ward was a biased pick. Yeah. He, he is a beast, though. Yeah. Miles Garrett could have like 20 sacks this year. Legitimately. That's not even good. That's like a sack and a quarter a game. Like... With all the plays, <laughs> get me two. Oh, my God. Give you want to have 32, 32 sacks? sacks. Okay. Yeah. Hot take. Wait, not including playoffs. Like, playoffs, then you got to get... Oh, if I get three, three, yes, actually. Okay. Yeah. Understood. Okay, my defensive player of the year... Got to be Luke Keekley. I, I think it's going to be Aaron Donald in L.A. Nice. Um, Todd Gurley, he said something interesting. He said, um, you know... It would mess up practice to have Aaron Donald come back. And I was like, oh my God, like, do they have That's chemistry problems? Do they have chemistry no. problems? He's like, no. He blows like, up every play. He blows up every play. Like, we literally can't run a play. We have yeah. to tell him to chill out. That's crazy. If Todd Gurley's saying that, like, that's a, he, this, guy's, this guy's a beast. He just got paid $170. He's content. He plays, but he's still motivated to win, obviously. They, they, they were good last year. They'll be better this year, probably. They added a keep to weeb. Marcus Peters in the secondary. Brandon Cooks. He's going to have so much more time to get to the quarterback. And also, they're going to be able to, you know, they don't have, they can pack the box a little more to stop the run game. And he'll be the main guy in doing that. So that whole defense, which is my fantasy team defense, um, they're going to be unstoppable. And I think Aaron Donald will be the, the main reason why. So that that's my pick. And then offensive player of the year is different than MVP. Right. So we'll do, we'll do, we'll do both. Right. Offensive player of the year, who you got? Okay, I'm gonna go with. Is it? Should I do Saquon now? <laughs> no. no, that's not. That's not my my pick. My pick is gonna be. It's gonna be. I got mine. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do. Um, semi hot take. My offensive player of the year will be, Andrew Luck. Hot, take. Cold and, shoulder on that one. Cold. You said like, I said hot. You said cold. No. Cold shoulder. Oh, I get it because he has shoulder problems. Yes. Not anymore, Alan. It was all oh, oh, confidence. Okay. Like he's back. Okay. Mark Andrew Luck, offensive player of the year. Put it down. If it happens, he's comeback cool. player of the year. Oh, we didn't do that one. He's that too. Yeah. Offensive player of the year and comeback player of the year. I'm combining them. Okay. Guys, I'm, I'm also, going check with. Out, check out Andrew Luck's book club. It's actually a real thing. There's a website. I checked it out. It's a real thing. He recommends books to fans and other people. And, uh, you know, if you want to get your, your reading on, you know, not everything's a podcast these days. You know, maybe listen to our podcast while you read. That'd be difficult. I wouldn't be able to do that. I wouldn't. But, you know, give that a shot. I think it's cool. And he's my pick for offensive player of the year. And comeback player of the year. And mine is Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara of your See, fantasy team. No, no. Of yes. your fantasy team. I, I got to be real. No and void. Yes, but I... No and void. Okay. <laughs> I think... No, he's great. He, he can be... I've never seen a guy as elusive as him. Not like juking, just like no one can touch him. Can I give you a name? Chris Johnson. Can I give you another name? Okay, Chris Johnson. No, he reminds you of Chris Johnson a lot. Can I give you another name? Yeah. The Danian Tomlinson. Okay, he reminds you of Chris Johnson a lot. Can I give you another name? 
Yeah. I'm a Camara. Okay. He's a good well, football we'll, we'll All talk. good football players. MVP for me is a no-brainer. Brant. Aaron you say Baker Rogers. Mayfield. Okay. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers. As Stephen A. Smith would say, he's a bad man. He's a bad... R-E-L-A-X. Relax. Relax. Everybody. Packers are going to be good. 14 to 1... Um, Odds. Are we a pro gambling podcast? Um, I think we are. It's I, legal I now. I, I think. don't think so. I'm, but we're not I'm an anti gambling podcast. If you know, we're whatever. not anti. We're not. Anti. We're just we're just neutral. Fourteen to one odds. I'd love to like put a hundred bucks on it. Yeah, I won't. And then, and then make some money, potential. Just like I, well, to win I, the NBA or, or the, pa- I, the Packers have fourteen to one odds to win yeah, the Super Bowl. Yeah. What I've been telling my friends is, imagine Aaron Rodgers in a playoff game. You, he could win any playoff game. Right, just just him, just him. Doesn't matter. He makes some ridiculous throws. That is yeah. whatever. I mean, like kind of like Andrew Luck. Um, no, who is my pick? No, he's not my pick for MVP. <laughs> my pick for MVP. I think I was gonna say Aaron Rodgers, but now I gotta do something different. So let me think for a you second. Agree with me? No, but Aaron Rodgers on my fantasy team. So, guys, my fantasy team is crazy. It's so good. Okay, um, my pick for National Football League MVP is. Let me quickly do a quick run through of the teams in the NFL. Dwayne Bow. Dwayne Bow, no, shoot, you tricked me. Um, Baker Mitt, no, that's not right. Uh, who should it be? Hmm. How about this? Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley. I like it. Todd Gurley. I think the Rams. Actually, I'm not gonna spoil what I what I say about that. I think the Rams are gonna be really good this year. Top notch offense. Top notch defense. Sean McVay. Sean McVay. Top notch coaching. Watch out for the Rams. Which is like everyone's pick, and my and my dark horse pick, my sleeper pick for MVP, is Jimmy G, Jimmy Garoppolo. Keep an eye on Matthew Stafford. Okay. I'm gonna lie, guys. Um, it's not a visual thing, but as you said, keep an eye for I Matthew cringe. Stafford. Like, <laughs> Alan's face became contorted, like you know, like in a look of disgust. So maybe disdain. don't disdain. Disdain, guys. Stay in school. Vocab. So, um, and my dark, dark horse for MVP is Eli Manning of the New York Football Giants. My dark horse is Drew Stanton. Um, <laughs> so, these were our hot takes. Basically, these were our hot takes. 100%. But I think we should get to our what people are waiting for, our Super Bowl picks. Oh, great call. Um, Don't say Browns. No. I mean, I... Can I? You can say Browns. Browns Packers. Pa- Browns... Browns win. Browns last, go. Browns last go. second. Last second. Aaron Rodgers. Hell Mary because we traded for him. <laughs> <laughs> they they acquired Aaron Rodgers for, for who for uh for Devin Kajust, and uh, um, Carl Nassim. Nate Orchard. <laughs> Nate Orchard. And Brogan Roback. Bro- Brogan Roback for Aaron Rodgers straight up. And Brogan, then and then Brogan and, Roback's got an arm. And then the Packers quarterbacks are Brogan Roback and Deshaun Kaiser. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I had no idea where Deshaun Kaiser went. Imagine, so when it's Rodgers against the Browns in the Super Bowl, Rodgers goes down, Kaiser. <laughs> and, Kaiser the Super Bowl. and Kaiser lights and, you guys up. In Hugh Jack- and then he throws the Gatorade on Hugh Jackson. <laughs> and he's like, take that, coach. <laughs> I won the big one. Okay, so my pick. I'm not going to say Giants. I think the Giants will go like 9-7 and seven and get like the, the wild card spot. And maybe they'll win a playoff game. But I'm not going to go so far to say they'll win the Super Bowl. I think, you know, we need a, you know, I don't think, I think we're good, but I don't think we're that good. I think adding Saquon will be a good added dimension, but I'm not going to let my heart, you know, um, take control of my brain. I don't think Allen was doing that. I honestly think he thinks that the Browns will win the Super Bowl, and I'm not sure what to think about that, but that's okay. Uh, my pick in the NFC is the Rams. 
as you may have guessed from my picks in players. And my pick in the AFC is the Jaguars. I'm cool. two top-notch defenses. You know, I, dominant Blake, running backs. Blake Bortles concerns me. The AFC Championship, I think, will be Patriots Jaguars. Just like last year, right? And the Jaguars had them. Jaguars yeah. had them. Yeah. And the Patriots don't have the, the receivers the they have. Jaguars. Their line is not as good. Their defense is not as good. Is it Doug Marone who's the coach in, in Jacksonville? I think, no, it's not. Who's their coach? It is. Is it Doug? Marone? I think it is. But basically, Tom Coughlin, Tom need, Coughlin, third, they, a third Super Bowl appearance. They need to have one play ready to go that's going to get them a first down. They they have that play. His name is Leonard Fournette. No, but when they have to, they throw. have guys. Watch out! Um, yeah, or sleeper to look out for. Keewen Keewen Cole, deep Dini threat. Westbrook, Blake Bortles, the real sleeper. If you knew fantasy football, is Dante Moncrief. Nice. Is he on the Jags? Yeah. Wow, okay, so this is a solid team. They have guys. They have Jalen Ramsey, and I hope the Giants beat in week one. But like, Do this they have team. Safarian Jenkins? I'm not sure. They might have Safarian Jenkins. Yeah, yeah they do. Maybe. This team is stacked. We don't even know how stacked they are. Allen knows how stacked they are. I don't know how stacked they are. And I'm picking them to go to the Super Bowl. And I think in a 24 to 21 game, the Rams win the Super Bowl. So. If you think the Rams have a better chance of winning the Super Bowl than the Browns, you know, comment, like, whatever, and say, Daniel's right. Um, all I know for sure is the Jags will win week one. Okay, I'll see you wow. guys. Steelers, week one. What? Whoa, I actually think the Browns are going to win. I actually think the Giants will win. Really? Saquon no, goes off for 200 yards? You think the Browns will win? I think the Browns are going to win. Their first win will be against Pittsburgh. Le'Veon Bell is not playing. Pittsburgh's morale is down. Let's Antonio do Brown will still have like 200 receiving yards. Let's do it. He'll burn Denzel Ward repeatedly. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the Browns, you know, bit, I, I think Tyrod Taylor, Tyrod, not Tyrod, Tyrod Taylor plays the first half. He introduced half. himself as Tyrod, by the he way. He did? Yeah. Really? On hard knocks for something. He's like, Tyrod. I think he's given up at this point. He's done with the game. Um... I think I think Baker Mayfield comes in the second half and wins it. Amazing. This has been a blast. Thank you, Anthony Cowan. Yeah. And um, why don't I just throw like a quick parting hot take, a short one, a quick football hot take. Something crazy that's going to happen this year. Colt McCoy is going to lead the Redskins to that greatness. So six wins? Uh, Alex Smith will have a very good season. Okay, Alex Smith will have a very good season. That's kind of a hot take. But like saying great. but I Jordan think it, Reed will be a Pro Bowl tight end again. Okay. That's not a hot on take. On my fantasy team. Okay, fine. So... Ready? What did me think of my fantasy team? Okay, ready? Austin Eckler of the Los Angeles Chargers will be will be the best running back in San Diego, in, not San Diego. Whoa, in Los Angeles for the Chargers, better than Melvin <laughs> Gordon. Not better than Todd Gurley. Better than Melvin Gordon. Not the best one in Los Angeles, but the best one on the Chargers. Better than Melvin Gordon because he's on my fantasy team. So that's my hot take. And my other hot take is um, all the things I said about Andrew Locke. He's Amazing. the best player in the NFL. Okay. I think that's it. I think oh, we, we got. So thank you again to Anthony Cowan. Hope, we hope you, you enjoyed, enjoyed the season premiere. We're back, guys. Get ready for some awesome content. We're out. See ya.